Hello, welcome to Word of Truth with Rev. Azuka Obi, where the word is rightly divided, balanced and insightful. Here is your host, Pastor Obi of Activate Church United Kingdom. Hi, um, Pastor Obi. Welcome to Word of Truth with Rev. Azuka Obi. We are in a series which I called The What, The How, The Where and The When of Jesus on Prayers. And last week, we looked at what Jesus taught or how Jesus taught us. Last week, we first looked at how not to pray as taught by Jesus. So this week, we are looking at Jesus' teaching on how to pray. Last week, how not to pray. Today, how to pray. And our text, obviously, is from Matthew chapter 6, from verse 9 to 15. We'll also look at Matthew 7, 7 to 12. Why Matthew 6, 9 to 15? That was where the disciples, after observing Christ, could decipher that his strength, his secret, comes from prayers. And they went and asked him to teach them how, how to pray. The word how talks about method. The word how talks about pattern. So when we take how Jesus taught us to pray and make it a prayer, we are obviously doing something wrong. The method, the pattern of prayer is not a prayer. So when we convert the Lord's pattern of prayer into a prayer, we are praying amiss. So, in um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, started verse 9, reads, After this manner, after this manner, after this pattern, you know, clearly written there, Therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Give us this day, our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen so this is the manner the pattern the method the blueprint of prayer don't pray this and believe you've prayed because you haven't so let's break it down what is in this pattern Firstly, you will notice that Jesus said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So when you start praying, first, hallow God. First, reverence God. First, worship God. So the best way to start your prayers, whenever you sit, stand, kneel, lie, praying, is to worship God. And it's exactly what Jesus taught his disciples to start prayers with and also teach that to my sons and let them adore God with their prayer so they go like oh heavenly father I thank you I worship you you are beautiful beyond description you are marvelous for words you sit in the heavenlies watching over us you feel all in all your love is surpassing your grace is is 
is fantastic. Your mercy is awesome. And they go all and all and adore God. They go all and all and hallow God. I mean, there's no king you start your request like that with that that king's heart will melt. And God is our king. He's the king of all. When you approach him with those kind of words of worship, of adoration, you melt his heart. You make his ears keen to listen to every single one of your requests. And that is how we should start our prayers whenever we kneel, stand, or sit to pray. So it's very, very, very important. And um, the second point Jesus talked about that. He said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. What does that mean? He's talking about praying first for what matters to God. Don't put your needs first, put God's needs first. And God's need is that his kingdom will superimpose the kingdoms of man. God's will is that his kingdom will fill the earth as the waters covers the sea. So when you pray for God's heartbeat, which is souls, and the establishment of his kingdom first, your own needs automatically will be first on God's list. This is one mistake we usually make when we come to God in prayer. Because we are so, um, let's say, engrossed and asphyxiated in our own problems that we don't see that God also has a need. God has a need. God needs you. God needs man to bring his kingdom here on earth. So what you do is to pray for God's kingdom. You pray for lost souls. You pray for your church. You pray for your pastors. You pray for missionaries that are all over the world bringing the gospel to many. Missionaries that are faced with dangers daily. You pray for that God's kingdom be established. You pray for God's um, mission to be sponsored. And pray for revival. When you do this, you also touch God's heart. Whenever you touch the heart of a king, you do not need to beg for his hand. His hands will automatically be extended to you. So when you've hallowed him, you've prayed for his own need, that is now when you have permission to ask for your own need. And I always preach this, that whenever you pray for your own needs, you're not praying for God to do something that he has not already done. You're actually praying and asking as a principle because Jesus told us to ask. I'm going to get to that later. That's where we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, this is where you ask for your daily bread. And daily bread, it is to ask for your year's wages or your wages for 10 years. Rather, I said your daily bread. Why? You should be daily dependent on God. That's what God wants. He wants us to daily depend on him for everything. So you ask for your daily bread. The next on the list is quite dependent on your own actions. Here, Jesus says, forgive us our sins as we forgive our debtors. So what this is talking about is that you, you, you come to God blameless 
if you have people or you hold people blameless in your sight. What does that mean? Unforgiveness is one thing that can short-circuit your prayer. Unforgiveness is one thing that can come between you and your answered prayers and receiving your desires. So the Bible says that if you don't forgive those that have sinned against you or have wronged you, our Heavenly Father will not also. And if your Heavenly Father does not forgive you of your or our numerous sins, how then will your answered prayers be received by you? So this is very, very important. So whenever you come to God in prayer, instead of asking God for forgiveness, rather forgive everyone that have wronged you. The Bible also talks about this in Mark chapter 11. Now, Mark chapter 11 is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Jesus there talked about the faith of God and how it is very important that we are putting the faith of God. Next, he told us to speak to the mountain and the mountain will be moved. Then in verse 24, he now said, Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received them and you shall have them. Usually when we teach of faith and all of this, we stop in verse 24, but Jesus was not done speaking. In the next verse, verse 25, and I said, and when you start praying or when you stand praying, you see now, he's going back to the pattern he taught the disciples to pray. He says, see, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespassed against us. He's saying, when you start praying, so one of the things you need to do when you are praying a lot of us theologians have also, uh, well, I say not really misinterpreted that portion of the lost prayers, but rather we've, we've not taught it the way Jesus taught it. What Jesus was saying there is when you want to pray, let go of everyone you are holding something against, somebody you are in malice with, somebody you are jealous of, somebody you are envious of, somebody you refuse to forgive, you are holding a grudge against. When you start praying, when you stand praying, let go of all those things from your heart. Every sin of the heart needs to be released so your prayers will be effective. We've taught it as our when you come to pray, start asking for forgiveness. Father, forgive me for one sin, one sin, two sin, three. He's lying, he's cheating. Nah, 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 nah. Yes, there's a place for that teaching. But what Jesus was actually saying is let go of everyone that have wronged you whenever you stand praying. Remember, two or three scriptures is a matter established. When you go back to death, uh, to the New Testament, you hardly find scriptures that ask you to confess all your sins before you start praying. There's a place of confessing your sins. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about when you stand praying. Remember, my subject today is how Jesus taught us to pray. There's a place you have to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, Bible says in James. Sorry, in in First um, John one verse nine, that if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you. There's a place for confession. But I'm talking about when you stand in prayers, it's not the time to start confessing all your sins. 
though you might do that, it is a time you need to let go of everyone that have wronged you. When you come to God in prayers, forgive, forgive if you have ought against anyone. What this means is that if you somebody hurt you and you are annoyed with that person, the Bible says forgive that person. It didn't say if you hurt another person. If you hurt another person, you don't need to forgive the person. You need to go and receive forgiveness for that person. But in this case, what Jesus was talking about is if somebody hurt you, release that person. Release that person from your heart. If not, what you are praying for will be short-circuited. What you're praying for, your faith will not be able to receive that from God. He said that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Are you seeing? He pulled that out from the pattern of prayers that we've already seen in March chapter 6. And in that verse 26, he now left the caveat. He said, but if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. This is how important forgiveness is. So in that pattern of prayer, in the place of forgiveness there, he's talking about forgiveness of those that hurt you, not confession of sins not confession of sins. Join me next week. I'm going to show you more scriptures to buttress that. Remember, whenever you're interpreting the scriptures and rightly dividing the scriptures, there must be two or three witnesses, the Bible says, upon which a matter is established. So what Jesus was asking, was teaching there rather, is not how to rattle your sins to God so he will forgive you. No. He's talking about interpersonal relationship. He's talking about you holding grudges against your brother and against people and letting it go so that your prayers will be answered. I love you. I'm going to see you next week. Search for Reverend Azuka Obi's book titled You Must Forgive on Amazon, Apple Books, or Okana Books. For the audiobook, contact Pastor Obi on his website. Thank you for listening today. To contact Pastor Obi, Go to his website www.pastorobi.com or search for at Pastor C.O.B. on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. His handle again is at Pastor C.O.B. on social media platforms. He is looking forward to speaking with you next week. Feel free to contact him online at any time.